In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As much as I am want to focus attention again on that beautiful phrase, Vishara Misericordiae, or bowels of mercy, as it is sometimes translated, this day before Armistice Day, to me, um, leads us naturally um, to visualize that field, right? Um, for Armistice Day, the poppy field, um, the red flowers indicating... Uh, so many, so many who died. Especially when we see what has um, come of that 20th century. And as we hear the words of Our Lady of Fatima ringing in our ears about the threat of communism and what will happen if we do not pray as we ought. And it would appear that we collectively um, have not prayed as we ought. And when we see the good, the unsurpassable good of the Catholic Church in the world, we must always expect that the evil one wants nothing more than its demise. And if it can't accomplish the church's demise, at least its weakening, we see any number of strategies that have been played out. But from my non-historian's point of view, that wickedness that was inflicted by Christian upon other Christians in World War I is a great, a great tragedy on many fronts. Not only by virtue of the sheer loss of life, but that this was done within the family of Christian believers. Holy Scripture tells us that we shouldn't even take our arguments to the civil courts. And yet Christians did this to each other. As we then think about the challenges of the 21st century, and how the devil still would like nothing more than the demise of the church. And short of that, it's weakness. We cannot fall again into the trap of fratricide. Where does that leave us? Leaves us back in Matthew's gospel. What is pointed out to him? He tells a story. Kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that sowed good seed in the field. While men were sleeping, his enemy came and oversowed cockle among the wheat and went his way. And when the blade was sprung up and has brought forth fruit, then appeared also the cockle. To the ear of someone who's not a gardener, cockle sounds like it might very well be pretty. But when you hear it in Latin, zizania, ooh, it sounds like it's a bad thing. 
The servants of the good man of the house coming said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in the field? Whence hath, whence then hath it cockle? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. And the servants said to him, Wilt thou that we go and gather it up? This is James and John, the Boanerges, the sons of thunder, who want to bring down lightning on the town that did not welcome them, that town of Samaria. No. Tolerate them. They ought to be among our number. They are not. They did not welcome us. They should have. Do not destroy them now. Our Lord makes it abundantly clear that eventually there will be a time of judgment and there will be a time to burn down the tree that bears no fruit. To all of us who are still living, to those whom he sent apostles to preach, those to whom he preached himself, he extended the opportunity to receive mercy, to repent, to be forgiven, to be reconciled. But eventually, at some point, it will be too late to do so. As spiritual sons of God the Father, as spiritual brothers and sisters of St. James and John, the sons of thunder, it's not that bad a thing that your instinct is those people are bad. We should be rid of them. Because we know what harm is done when falsehoods are preached, when evil is tolerated. But we have to listen to all that our Lord taught the apostles. And all that our Lord preached from the cross. And learn humility from our own examinations of conscience. And then help our brothers and sisters with a speck in their eyes after we've removed the plank from our own. On All Souls Day, November 2nd, I had promised that the evening Mass, which we did for the first time as a Novus Ordo Latin Mass, um, I exaggerated a little bit and I said, most of you probably would not even be able to tell the difference between that Mass and, and this Mass. There are two exceptions to that, most notable exceptions. One is that the Alleluia is sung even at the Mass of All Souls which I find not terribly disturbing. Because when we pray for the dead, we meditate on our Lord's death and resurrection. We pray that the dead may receive what our Lord displayed on Easter Sunday. Praying for the dead isn't a meditation on Good Friday as much as it's a meditation on Easter Sunday. 
And so we have our Lord teaching us to be humble as we meditate on our own deaths, to be grateful that even though we are unworthy, he permits us still to serve him. And so there's never a moment when we are absent that, that consolation. Yes, I know I'm nothing. And the Lord still wants my nothing. Because it's only when I realize that I have nothing to give that I'm able to offer up the only acceptable sacrifice, which is Christ. And so it's with that, with that burning zeal for our Lord and his house that we beg the Lord to come and to heal it. Because if he doesn't come and heal it, we might be tempted to burn it down and destroy ourselves not just our enemies. And with St. John the Beloved at the foot of the cross, to hear those words echoing in our ears, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. All the way to into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. And to become the kind of apostle who lives not only under the shadow of the cross, but also in the light of the ascension and of the burning flames of Pentecost. That we might be the ones who lay down our lives. That we are spent. That we die for the salvation of others. When we stand to pray the Lord's Prayer and take upon our lips his most sacred words by which he invites us to call his eternal Father our very own, he warns us that even the soldier who's willing to lay down his life and die needs to be careful about the one who can deceive him. And so we pray, lead us not into temptation. And so reflecting on this, hopefully we become like beloved apostles. who are willing to suffer for those for whom our Lord offered his life. That we may love them as Christ loved them. And yet still contend against them, even as they try to kill us and do away with the gospel.
And so, Lord, we ask that we might become as wheat, that in our nothingness we may be only grateful and offer as much as possible an unblemished sacrifice which is acceptable to you. That as you do accept your Son's body, blood, soul, and divinity, we may be taken up with him and not thrown out as the chaff. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.